You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. Call in. Tell me your thoughts, your feelings, your desires. Um, also, we could talk about football if you're into that kind of stuff. You know, Packers. I uh, I am a Packer fan. That's that's my personal allegiance. We could talk about basketball. I don't know anything about it, but if you want to, we could do that. Anyways, uh, if you want to call in, 608-501-0718. Why is Do Not Disturb on? Oh, I guess that's what I want. I've just never seen that little button there before. I can turn it That's actually kind of nice. I can turn it on and off really quickly. That way, if I want to do a call-in show, bing, bang, boom, do that, on, off. I like that. I keep talking about a call-in show, but probably never going to do it. Um, anyways, we don't have any new callers. If I didn't say the number, 608 new callers, go to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers, so let's start off with Mr. Nate. Hey, bad guy. It's Nate. Um, have another draft prospect for you All to right. take a look at. This one's a quarterback, um, going to be probably going in the later rounds, but I think he could probably be a, a good a good backup. Um, he's being compared to Tyler Huntley, who, you know, we've seen come in and be able to uh, perform pretty well, win some games, which is what you want in an ideal backup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Lindsey Scott Jr. is a FCS guy. I think he's projected to go later than – the 200th pick, I think he was like 270 or something like that last I looked. Um, he's getting shout-outs from guys like RG3, um, which doesn't really mean much because, you know, uh, RG3 didn't really do a whole lot. But right. still, uh, impressive prospect. I've watched a little bit of his tape. He looks really solid. Um, but, I mean, you know, FCS school, who knows. So just want to get your thoughts on him and if you think that we could pick him up if he's in the later rounds. Go. These guys are always interesting. He plays at um, Incarnate Word. He's 5'11", 220. I've never seen 5'11", 220. i got to see this guy. Um, Lindsey Scott Jr., 5'11", 220. Um, grades out extremely well, but again, it's a smaller school, so it's hard to tell. Yep, he's built exactly like I thought. He is short and stocky, and um, I just want to see him bowl into somebody. Actually, well, this past year he didn't have a very good rush, rushing grade. However, the last two years he really did. But um, he played for Nichols for two years. That's when he had really good rushing grades. And then he came to Incarnate Word. Um, 4,681 yards, 59 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Bottom line, this guy needed to be in a different program because this is just stupid. Um, he threw for less than 300 yards, only four times, um, and in those games, uh, only twice did he throw just one touchdown. So 282 and a touch. actually the, his two worst games, 282, a touchdown, and two picks, he did that exactly twice. But um, he also threw for over uh, 400 yards twice against Lamar, 406 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions, he had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six games. So almost half of the games that he played in college this past year, he had elite grades, uh, elite passing grades, two of them in the 80s. So a little over half, he was 80 or higher. Again, it's really hard to tell because of uh, the low competition level. His big-time throw percentage was 8.8%, which is stupid. Nobody in the NFL has that. But his turnover-worthy play percentage, 3.2, is quite high. Uh, Did have eight interceptions, I suppose. 135.4 passer rating. I don't have any notes on him. I haven't heard anything about him uh, going round or anything. I'm guessing he wasn't at the Senior Bowl. He wouldn't have been. 
kind of an interesting prospect for a guy to, to go to Nichols, which I've never heard of for two years, then go to Incarnate Word, and then after three years in college for nobody, only one year at a very small school, you're like, you know what, dude, I'm going to go to the NFL. I'm doing this. Also, I think the good thing about quarterbacks, even though everything is technically slowed down, slower kind of you know players and whatnot, a good pass is a good pass. I mean, if you throw a 50-yard bomb and it hits him in stride, it just is what it is, you know what I mean? So um, I obviously am not going to spend a massive amount of time seeing if I can find... I wonder if there is all 22 on him. I would doubt it. No, I can't find anything. But um, he's got some nice throws, and he's a big dude, and he can run. He ran for 777 yards in an additional 11 touchdowns. He did have nine fumbles, which isn't fantastic. Probably the reason his rushing grade was a little bit lower this year. Um but I think the other cool thing, especially if we're talking about a backup quarterback, is the change of pace. It's one of those things where let's just say Aaron leaves and um, Jordan Love takes over. Now, Jordan Love has mobility, but he has like Aaron Rodgers' mobility, right? Or, or Pat Mahomes' mobility. And he's traditionally going to be more of a pocket passer. But you get a guy like Lindsey Scott in there and you start doing stuff. You start opening up the playbook a little bit. You start calling plays that are designed. There were several plays that I saw from his uh, incarnate word days where he would just take off in a dead sprint and then stop and throw just to kind of draw the defense up. So, you know, I mean, you just start doing weird stuff. And if it's one of those, we're not sure if Jordan Love is going to play things, you really have to do a lot of work on everybody. Even if Lindsey Scott isn't the greatest quarterback in the world, you really have to be prepared for how to play against him. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to keep my eyes open and see if I can find anything more about Lindsey Scott, but I have not heard much so far, and you're right, as of right now, according to the NFL mock draft database, he's sitting at about 287, so probably more of a late-round guy. But the other interesting thing is if you look at it, he's kind of shot up recently. He's been sitting in the 300s, 400s as of um, February 6th, so just a week ago-ish, 417 and then for the first time he shoots up to 287 so if that arrow continues to go up that'll be interesting in fact i think maybe the reason it happened is because he was finally put in a mock draft by shane hallam of draft countdown or not a mock draft this must be his big board but uh anyways he put him on the big board and there you go (laughs) said that the officiating has never been better in the NFL. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Roger Goodell. Is he is he trying to start a, a comedy routine? Is he is he secretly gonna um, start a start a career in stand up comedy? I, I legitimately wanna know right now. Honestly, it's never been better. Are you fing high? Are you fing high, Goodell? What is wrong with you? Open your eyes. Look at look on the internet. Look how much people have hated this year. Jesus. Oh my God. Sorry, just had to call in and uh, and and talk about that and get your thoughts on that because that is, wow, that is bonkers. Bonkers that he would actually say that out loud. Go back, go. <laughs> so I I I think there's kind of two things working here that in my mind are kind of inverse. One of the things is. I actually really do like that they're adding sort of the eye in the sky thing. I think sometimes, although we see guys huddling in the corner for 10 minutes at a time, um, I think it does sometimes speed things up and um, can just immediately get calls right, right? They'll throw a flag, somebody buzzes in their ear like, no, dude, pick that up, and they're just like, oh, never mind. So I really do like that, and I kind of want them to implement more of that. I wouldn't care if there's 15 guys, the amount of money they have, just watching every single thing. I'm not saying throw flags on everything. But just make sure you're not missing major calls and make sure you're not calling things that are stupid. We got enough people that can watch replays as much time as it takes for that play to end and for the officials to huddle and get up and all this stuff that they end up doing. Somebody could watch that review and make sure that it's right pretty much every single time. There's not going to be a perfect, but it could be a lot better. On the inverse side, I think the officials are much worse. You know, a lot of people have talked about how a lot of the, uh, even Rogers talked about it. A lot of the big name, top dog guys that we grew up knowing for a long time, they all left. And now you've got this kind of newer, I don't want to say younger because they're older guys, but newer, uh, younger crews that just seem like they don't really know what they're doing. And um, 
Yeah, I, I just think as critical as this is, that the, the NFL needs to do a better job of investing in this. So again, eye in the sky, more people in New York watching, and these guys need just year-round training. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but this should be a, a year-round job. This isn't just a, a, a fall you know, project for them. We need full-time NFL officials in the offseason. It's I mean, it's 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 like school, man. I mean, I, I don't know how you would necessarily hold that or whatever, but it's um, something. It's it's some kind of a training thing. It's some kind of a thing where they they work on their craft just year round. This is your job. You are an NFL official. This is your salary. This is what you do. No, you can't have a second job. This is not a three hour a week. That this is a forty hour a week gig. Maybe some of it's work from home. Just going through rule book stuff. I don't know, but you just you just have to know how to do your job. That's it. And you're never going to be perfect at it, which is why we got the eye in the sky thing. Maybe we can implement some other things, start using technology a little bit more, especially with things like first down, ball placement, things like that, which I don't even think that can necessarily be perfect, but I definitely think it could be better. Talking about sensors in the footballs, I'd be a little iffy on that because quarterbacks for one with them throwing the ball they, I mean I understand it could be like this really microscopic thing but I feel like the smaller it is the more it's probably going to get beat up and so you got to put something in there but then the weight's going to be different with the football so I don't I don't know I don't know but if you could do something like that they could at least help so you're not you know let the refs do their job but you could almost do a review I mean sometimes these guys are like a yard off and you could even do a thing like forward progress you could program the ball to under I mean so that there's a an official, this is like progress has stopped. It's not a subjective thing. Like I feel like it. And then he, he starts running. It's like, what the heck? Why'd you blow the whistle? No, now we have a computer that says you stopped for this long and then started going backwards. So this is forward progress right here, or the ball's dead right here. And that's it. And then there is an official spot on the field right here. That's where the, um, the ball goes. Just little things to take out human error, because I don't think anybody wants human error. Again, I mentioned somebody who was a friend of mine who watches baseball was like, well, human error is a part of the game. No, human error is a part of the game involving the players. The referees are not a part of the game. They're not a part of anything. They're just there to make sure that the game is played well. That's it. They're not actually playing the game. They're not catching, throwing, running, calling plays, receiving plays, none of that. You're just making sure guys aren't cheating. And if we could eliminate refs entirely, which I don't think is possible, but if we could, I would do it in a heartbeat. They don't add anything. Let's just make sure that it's right. So I do like that they're moving in a direction extremely slowly, and I also hate that there's these constant rule changes. I think 75, 80, 90% of them are bad for the game, but just more oversight, I think, has ended up being a good thing. What else you got for me, Nate? Hey, Ryan, did you know that uh, the the Bears are going to get, like, every free agent on the market? And yes, I did. And then they're also going to, like, draft all the best rookies this class? And yes. then they're just going to turn into a powerhouse overnight? Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't uh, I didn't know that because yep. I, I guess what they might not be remembering is who the f*** wants to play in Illinois? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody wants to play in Illinois. Well, well, the Packers, you're in Wisconsin. Nobody wants to play there either. Wrong. We have a winning tradition. We are, the Super Bowl trophy is named after our coach, and we're just a good football team. You know what you have? You have pizza. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Go f*** yourself, Bears. That's about it. Well, as somebody who made it his life's mission to flee Illinois as soon as I had the opportunity and then followed through and would never go back, I can certainly attest to the fact that that's absolutely the case. Or you could just look at any data anywhere that shows that people are fleeing all over the place. Indiana, Wisconsin, they're going everywhere. I mean, Arizona, Florida. Illinois is one of the most fleed states in the entire country, along with places like California and New York. So yeah, the, the idea that, oh, who would ever want to go to Wisconsin? Well, fair enough. It's cold and there's not a ton to do. The only thing you got going for you, which is only, I suppose, as good as your ability to stay in Chicago, which it sounds like you're moving to the burbs. Congratulations. Well, there's jack squat to do out there. Oh, by the way, it's also freezing cold in Illinois, too. It's not exactly a, a tropical paradise. I live in southern Wisconsin. Basically, the temperature here is, um, is northern Illinois weather. Put it this way. The Chicago Bears Stadium is probably two hours south of me. The uh, Lambeau is 
I don't know, a little less than two hours north of me. Guess what the weather difference is? Almost nothing. There's no diff. It's not that big of a freaking difference. It really is not. Illinois is cold and snowy and crappy for half the year, just like Wisconsin is. And so, yeah, if you're a big city guy and you don't mind being in Chicago and you want to spend money and do all that stuff and get good pizza, all right, cool. Then that's probably where you want to go, assuming you don't move to the burbs, which, yeah, you could drive from there, but you could do that from Green Bay, too, as evidenced by the fact that Zadarius and a bunch of guys got pulled over with pot in their car on their way back from a party in Chicago. It's just a quick road trip. It's just one road straight down to Chicago. Go figure. Or just avoid the hell that is Chicago and Illinois and all the ridiculous taxes that they have. And if you want to visit Chicago, that's fine. My family will occasionally go into the Shedd Aquarium or some Shedd Aquarium's dope. You drive there and then you get the heck out of there and you don't go there for another five years. You don't live there. Kind of an idiot would live there. Don't live there. I mean, if you have to because you got a really high-paying job, congratulations, or I'm sorry for you, or whatever the case may be. But don't live there. It's horrible. It's just dirty and trashy and violent and gross and stupid. I used to take school field trips to Chicago all the time. It was horrible. I yelled at by my teacher once for lollygagging behind the group and getting uh, terrorized by bums. And I was like seven years old. They're hassling me for money. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. Like, don't talk to them. Let's go. Come on. Like, I don't know what to do. Then I walk down the street, see some lady whip her kid out of the store and beat him right there on the sidewalk. Chicago sucks. It's trash. And yeah, you got pizza. Congratulations. Do you know what they have in Wisconsin? Chicago franchises that open up here and make Chicago style pizza. Heck, you can order that stuff and you can buy that in the grocery store. And for those of you that are like, oh, it's not the same, you're right, it's not the same. The one time I, we lived in Kenosha, I drove down to Chicago and got some authentic Chicago pizza, and it was a horrible experience. I was bragging to my family about how great Chicago pizza was. They freaking burnt it. They got our pizzas wrong. They did everything wrong. It was a disaster. It's a pizza chain. It doesn't suddenly degrade itself once it crosses a state line. But yeah, no, I don't think everybody's fleeing to go to Chicago, especially since your team sucks, your quarterback sucks, the taxes suck, nobody wants to live there, nobody wants to be there. There's no benefit. What is, what is one benefit? I mean, if you really want to go to a city, pretty much every NFL team is in a big city, almost every single one of them. So you'd rule out like Buffalo, Green Bay, and what, like one other somewhere out there? They're all in cities, and every city has the same crap. What are you going to do? Are you going to go to a Broadway show? You think these guys want to go to a Broadway show? What are they going to do? They're going clubbing. Guess what all cities have? Clubs. There's nothing special about Chicago. Yes, pizza. Got it. They got pizza in New York, too. You know what they got down south? They got good barbecue. In California, they got, I don't know, leaves and grass and pomegranates. I don't know what they do out there. Fish tacos or some kind of absolute debauchery. They got an ocean out there. I mean, it's the cold one, but... Weather's nice, I guess. I don't know. Hey, Ryan, just calling away. I'm Super Bowl stuff. Um, I'm with you. I all emotional with teams you don't like, players you don't like, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all that. And I just, I don't think I'm gonna be able to root for the Chiefs. Um, I, I think I'm gonna be rooting for the Eagles. Um, and I also, I don't know. I guess I have a different outlook than seems to be prevailing, but. Um, my thought is, if we're not there, you know, the Packers are in the NFC. I want the NFC to be the best conference. Yeah, it's fair. I know, like, it's team over everything, but then, like, beyond that, obviously, your team doesn't go to the Super Bowl at all. So, um, but does that extend to the NFC North? Would you root for the Bears? I don't think so. Yeah, I just, I think, like, we, we usually want the NFC to win and be the better conference of the two, um, in my book. Like, that's what I want to root for. Um, Unless, unless somebody are in division, then I probably care more. But other than that, like the rest of the NFC, yeah, it makes much sense. Rather them win than the AFC, personally. Um, so I don't know. I didn't know I was the minority in that, but that's just my thoughts. Um, really looking forward to the draft. Obviously, we need to hear Rogers before then, so we have some thought of what we're doing. Um, after he puts himself in solitary confinement for four days, mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah, there's that. I don't even know what to say about that, but apparently he's doing it after the Super Bowl, so we're still going to be waiting to hear his answer, which I kind of expected. Um, 
I think he, I, I wouldn't even doubt if he already knows what he's going to do, but he just likes everybody waiting for his answer. Yeah. But anyway, go back, go. I mean, I would assume he's leaning heavily, right? He just maybe wants to, like, I, I think he kind of knew what he wanted to do probably a little bit during the season. After the season, he had a pretty strong inclination, I think. And if you think about it from that perspective, it does sound like he wants to go, just based on the whole, you know, again, pushing toward, I think the team wants me out. And the team's been saying this, and the, t- and the team's like, what are you talking about? Like, where is this coming from? You know, it's, again, neither side wants to be the one to split. Um, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. He's He's got to be leaning pretty heavily one way or another, but he just wants to take his time and really think it through. Um, I really want to know when he's doing his darkness retreat. Oh, after the Super Bowl. Okay, so it won't be this. Um, yeah, so I'm, my timeline's pretty close. So the Super Bowl's Sunday, then probably sometime that next week. I mean, it could be a month after or whatever, but let's just assume it's soon after. That week, let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he's going to do his retreat thing. And then he'll have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday-ish to kind of work some stuff out. So by Tuesday the 21st, I said the 28th, we would know something about Rodgers was my guess. I'm probably leaning a little bit toward the 21st. I don't know. But we'll probably find out on the 21st, like, oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't do it yet. I'm uh, still planning on doing that old darkness retreat. I don't know. And it doesn't, it, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we'll get an answer relatively soon. But, yeah, as far as the... Um, NFC thing, I, th- that does make sense, especially with all the trash everybody's been talking. Like, basically, the only good teams are the AFC teams and the NFC teams are all trash. How about bite me? How about that? All right? So, yeah, I, I think I'm go- every, every caller that calls in, uh, Nate calls in, he's like, we should root for the Chiefs. I'm like, you know what? I am going to root for the Chiefs. And then you call, I'm like, no, I'm going for the Eagles. Very easily swayed on the issue, apparently, but no, that does make sense. It's, but, you know, they do the AFC Championship, and it's like, well, this is basically a Super Bowl. No. Yeah, I think I, I got to go Eagles, man. I can't with the, with the nonsense. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I know it's been talked about a lot, but I just I just have to disagree with the thought that Rogers' value is not going to be very high. I agree that in a logical world, where every team is looking to the future, his value would be very, very low because of his age, because how he played last year, contract, all the factors. However, I just have to disagree because the 31 other teams in the league all have an owner who may or may not be up to speed, or not not up to speed, but may or may not be that in-depth in the football operations, and all they know is they want to win a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, look at the Rams. They literally sold everything to go in the Super Bowl. And yes, they were able to get it, but now they're they're probably going to be in trouble for years to come. However, I do not think the Rams regret it one bit. No. I think they think it was worth it to go get that Super Bowl, much like the Bucks, who went and got Tom Brady, which obviously different situation there, but I just I think all these teams with the That is actually a pretty strong argument that that you're making. I mean it it probably is just one year which makes it difficult. Because nobody looked at Tom Brady or Matt Stafford and said, we got a one-year window. But I think with Rodgers, you're looking at a one-year window. Maybe two, possibly, but you, you don't know that. And I think that's a big issue. But to your point, the teams that did go all in and say, let's go get a quarterback, they've won Super Bowls, right? Um, that That is fair. And, and, and as I've said, again, the, only, the reason that the value could potentially be high is because of complete irrationality. And I do find it irrational to think that this is our year. We got one year. We're going to go all in with Rodgers. We're going to go get it. But, you know, yeah, these are all owners who want to make waves. And, and a lot of them, it's about money, too. You get Rodgers in the building for a year, you're going to sell a lot of tickets. A lot of tickets. And if you can prove to them that you can put weapons around him, you can go get all the guys. Maybe he comes back for a second year. Maybe he comes back for a third year. Who knows? Who knows? If he genuinely likes the situation, he's got a lot of power and control. You never know. Owner, you, you think the GM might even not necessarily be on board, but if the owner's like, hey, Rogers is out there, we need to get him. Well, guess what? The owner has the final say because it's his team uh, or, or her team. But, yeah, so I just, I don't know. I I think it's a minimum of a first and another pick. I don't know about two firsts, but I think a minimum, a first and a second uh, is 
going to be what he would be able to get. Um, because I really think a lot of these teams, they'll be, they'll be difficult next year and basically pushing all the chips in that we're going to get a Super Bowl this upcoming year. And, you know, if they win and Rodgers gets them a Super Bowl, the bet was worth it. If they don't, you know, it's a, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Uh, coach goes for it on fourth down to win the Super Bowl, and he's praised. But if they didn't convert it, it'd be talked about, oh, well, he made the dumbest decision ever, yada, yada. You know, it's like the decision was what it was before the outcome, but the outcome is what justifies the decision in the NFL always, every time. Um, so, I don't know. I think he has more value. I I'm really starting to think he's not going to be traded, though, and that the Packers are going to – he's going to be our quarterback again. But if you – I know he does get traded. Just, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm coming up on time. Go back over. Um, here's here's something else to consider because you mentioned 31 other teams, and obviously we both know it's not 31 other teams. How many teams are there, though, legitimately, where it, it actually makes sense? Arizona can't do it. They're completely locked in to their quarterback situation. Um. See, Buffalo's not going to do it. Chicago's a no. Cincinnati's a no. Cleveland's a no. Dallas, let's just say, pretty sure is a no. Denver's a no. Detroit and Green Bay are no's. Um, Houston's in striking distance of a quarterback in the draft, although we probably shouldn't completely rule them out. Maybe they don't like those guys, although they're not close anyways. They, they, it wouldn't make any sense. They have no weapons, and Rodgers wouldn't want to go there anyways. Uh, Jaguars, no. Chiefs, no. Chargers, no. Um, Vikings, no. Do, 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 do. There's a lot less no's than I was expecting. Eagles, no. Eh, Steelers, no. 49ers, we wouldn't send them to. Seahawks are getting a deal done. Um, man, there are a lot of teams that you could maybe make a case for. I mean, if we're really talking Hail Mary, why not? Atlanta Falcons, why not? They got a relatively high pick, but again, it's not that high. Probably not going to get anybody that they want. They do have a, a terrible defense, but you've got some weapons. You got a tight end, which Rodgers loves, and, and it's not even necessarily about Rodgers. And I know the reports are we wouldn't send him to an NFC team, but I think that's stupid. Would they at least throw their hat in the ring? Why not? How about Baltimore? Honestly, think about that. If it doesn't work out with Lamar, and he says, I want just a stupid amount of money, Really think about that. And he decides to walk. They don't have a quarterback. You know what they do have? They got a football team ready to go, ready for the playoffs, ready for a guy to come in and execute. PFF graded Baltimore as the fifth best team in football, but had the ninth best record. You know what else they had? The 22nd best quarterback, sixth best defense, second best pass blocking offensive line behind only the Philadelphia Eagles, second best run blocking offensive line. They got a tight end locked and ready to go. If they can go out and get a wide receiver, and at 23, they certainly could if they wanted to. If not, there's always a second round. Actually, there isn't. They don't have any picks in the draft. <laughs> First, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. But they do have a lot of cap space. Assuming they don't have a deal done with their quarterback, they have $26 million to go out and get something done. And now you're talking about the Baltimore Ravens, a team that is playoff ready, that has Aaron Rodgers. You're telling me, that free agent wide receivers wouldn't flock to Baltimore, pun intended. MVP quarterback, top defense, elite offensive line, great rushing attack, solid head coach and front office. All we need is you, Mr. Wide Receiver, the missing piece. Watch Randall Cobb go. <laughs> it's just going to be like an old, they're going to have Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and Randall Cobb are going to be his three wide receivers. <laughs> Why not, dude? Carolina, Indy, Raiders, Rams, I don't think can do it. I don't know what's going on with Stafford, but I think the contract sucks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Miami, maybe, probably not, but maybe. Another team that I think is locked and ready to go. Elite wide receivers, solid defense. You got the Saints, maybe the Giants, maybe. They decide not to keep going down the Daniel Jones route. Jets, obviously. Tampa, I don't know if they can swing it. They're kind of screwed financially. I don't think they can swing it. They're $55 million in the hole right now. 
Um, although that does include Tom. But that's, yeah, he has a, there's a $35 million dead cap hit for Tom Brady. They can't afford Rodgers. Tennessee Titans, Washington Commanders. So, I mean, realistically, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, there's 12 teams. Most of these are probably no-goes, but 12 maybes. If you believe the AFC thing, which again is nonsense, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, uh, 6, I included the Patriots. I don't know if I mentioned them. Seven, eight, eight-ish? I don't know. I'll be interested in your thoughts on, on that, but uh, why don't we take a break right here? Thank you so much to our buddy Nico for uh, jumping in on Patreon. That is greatly, greatly appreciated, man. Always love your support. Always have. Always had my back. If you'd like to support the show, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. You can do so for as little as $1 per month. If Venmo's more your speed, Packernet Podcast is the tag. Also, please remember to check out FertileGroundRanch.org. That is the charity that the podcast is supporting, at least my podcast. And I would love it if you would uh, check it out, see if it's something that you would be interested in uh, giving to. If you're one of those people that gives regularly and is looking for places to do so, I'd encourage you to check them out and see if that would align with your uh, values. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Ryan, Peter Thomas, hey, man. giving you a call. After hearing the last McAfee interview and your last podcast, I had some thoughts on Rogers' four-day isolation Yeah, that I think might very well mirror or even foreshadow his big decision. We all know he does not want to make this an emotional decision. So by secluding himself and giving himself due time to fully digest his thoughts, his decision will be his final one, in my opinion. I don't yeah. think he's going to pull any Favre or Brady wishy-washy shenanigans here. This literally gives him three nights to, quote, think about it. I actually really respect his process, and I have no problem with it, however long it takes. But I can guarantee that it will definitely be after this retreat. It would be super counterproductive to do it any sooner. I think he said that it was happening two weeks from the McAfee show. So whenever that is. So whatever decision he comes to, I trust it will be the right one for him and also for the players, the organization, and undoubtedly his legacy, which I think he cares a lot about. So with all the trade rumors going on now, I'm still leaning that he's going to retire a Packer this year. I am probably in the minority here. But retiring now puts him in a completely unselfish light, and it gives the organization a chance to succeed from cap hell it allows his mentorship of Jordan Love to take precedence and allows him the freedom to do whatever he wants with the grace of Packerland Nation. Even if this sounds a little bit exaggerated, who wouldn't want that? Yes, the money is forfeiting and obviously the competitive edge. I understand those things, but you know, when enough is enough, the door is open. You simply just have to walk out of it, even during a four-day isolation. I mean, if I were him, I'd be sick of all the personal scrutiny and unnecessary hate from the media 
much of the fan base and probably even some teammates and coaches. So I credit him for finding a lot of acceptance in this world of judgment. I would be remiss not to mention that I would very much like to see the Jordan Love era begin, but I hope he does the right thing. And we've got to have faith in the process and trust it. Thanks, Ryan. You know, what's interesting that I hadn't really considered is, I think you're right. I think this is going to be the final determinant. But what, what I hadn't really thought about was if we assume that his decision will be final by the time he comes out, should we factor in what the decision is likely to be based on the fact that this is how he's going to make that decision? In other words, if he made the decision some other way, he'd make a different decision. But because he's doing it this way, we can maybe be led to believe that it's going to be one decision or another. Because this obviously is going to have a massive impact on him. The question is, what kind of impact is this solitude going to have on him? And you could, you could answer it different ways, but this is going to impact him one way or another. I mean, and it's, in a way, it almost, now that I'm thinking about it, isn't maybe the best way to do it? Because it's going to have a profound impact on you that isn't necessarily natural. And I don't know that you are going to be necessarily in the greatest state of mind. But anyways, my, before we chase that rabbit, my first thought as I was thinking here is, I think the end result of something like this is to be at peace with yourself. And if that is the case, if that is the end result, and that's the process you're going through at the same time that you're trying to decide whether or not you need football, well, the answer to the question obviously is going to be no, because you're at peace with yourself. I don't need to strive to be more, to prove more. Now, maybe that's not what's going to happen, but let's just say that is the desired result and that result is achieved. Wouldn't it make sense that that would push you in the direction of retirement? Hadn't really considered that before. And you could answer that different ways. I mean, you, you could say that you find a deep passion and love for football and realize that that's just a part of who you are and, and whatever. I don't know. But for me, my again, my initial thought was you strip everything away and you realize you don't need the stuff. That's kind of the point, right? You, you, you detox. You don't need the electronics. You don't need the people. You don't need the lights. You don't need the cheering and the adoring. In fact, it sounds to me like Rogers generally is striving to be at peace alone. He's always out in the mountains. You know, he wants to hang out with the Dalai Lama out in another country up in a mountain somewhere. He wants to go swim with sharks. Where are sharks? They're in this cold, desolate place called the ocean. I mean, you go scuba diving, it's not a social environment. You're alone. Even if there's other people around, you're alone. Nobody's going to be there. You're not having conversations. You're alone in the dark, relatively weightless probably. I don't know. You're in the water, even though you got a heavy tank on. He wants to be out with some shaman in the mountains doing drugs. He seems to have a desire to learn to not need stuff and approval and all these kinds of things. And again, he's going through an exercise to to further that at the same time that he's going to use that as, a, uh, as the final determinant on what he's going to do going forward. I guess it'll be interesting to see how he comes out. Hey, Ryan, this is Trucker Bob. Trucker Bob. In the middle of uh, Iowa, uh, visiting the cornfields tonight. I love the Trucker Bob updates, man. You just I feel like I'm traveling the country with Trucker Bob. Stopped at a rest area. It'd be a good podcast, by the way. If you ever figure out how to get that set up, rather than calling in, I mean, not rather than, I want you to keep calling in, but... You just record, you know, and then when you stop for the day, you can upload it. Wouldn't be that hard. What what did I just say it was called? Traveling the country with Trucker Bob or something like that? Figure it out. You can, can, can sharpen that up a little bit, but that's the general idea. Yeah. Thought I'd give you a, a suggestion for your show. All right. However, before I get to that part, um, just thought I'd let you know that my wife and I are both retired teachers. And what we did is we went out and bought ourselves a truck, and uh, we go out when we feel like it, go where we want, and all that kind of stuff. Love it. We've been all across the United States. I've been to uh, the Winchester Haunted House in California. Nice. I've been to the Alamo and Gettysburg. Beautiful. The Blackberry Picking up in Washington. Um, gone salmon fishing, or trout fishing, in uh, the Colorado River. Been to a Savannah hotel that was haunted. Nice. We also have gone over Savannah. There you go. It's one place you mentioned that I've been to. I do like Savannah. Overseas, been to the 
Fiji Islands and New Zealand. Nice. So we go out for a couple of weeks and then we go travel someplace. Oh, you got the so dream. Nice way to life. retire. Just thought I'd throw that out at you. But having a paid off truck is really a nice thing to do. Anyways, my suggestion for your show mm-hmm. is you know, Peter Bukowski has, during game weeks, um, has a representative from uh, the other team that we're playing. The two get together and they discuss the game, and they're real nice to each other, and they tell about you know the strengths and weaknesses of each team. Right. I thought maybe during game week you could do the same thing and get some uh, podcaster from the town we're playing, and the two of you can go at it. And what I'd like to see is you put a little more edge into it than uh, what Bukowski does. Right. And maybe you may want to not do it every week, but what you would like to do is at least do both Viking games, both bear games, both lion games, in which you get a podcaster from that area, and the two of you just go at it. Anyway, I I had a suggestion for you for your theme song for the new show. Here it is. Okay. Hello. I don't think it's working. Trucker Bob? Anyways, I hope you enjoyed that. (laughs) And that's my suggestion for your show. Silence? uh, In the fall when we're having Packer games again. Anyways, had a good evening. It was nice talking to you. <laughs> Try that again, Trucker Bob. I didn't didn't really come through there on the uh, the old CB, but always appreciate the calls and uh, always love getting updates on where you're at and what you're doing. Nate, what's going on, man? Hey, Ryan, it's Nate. Um, wanted to call in about the Rogers doing the the dark tour thing, the dark trip, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. Like, it seems like a, like a good mental health thing um, just to get away for a while. It's a little weird. I mean, you could, you could also just get a cabin and not be in the dark and just uh, yeah. hang out with yourself and your own thoughts for a few. I think that's what most people do. I mean, that's one of the, the nice things about getting a cabin up north, theoretically, is, you know, there's, there's no Wi-Fi, the... There's no cable. There's none of that stuff. I mean, there, there might be a TV that gets like two channels. Um, and you, you just, you got the lake. You go swimming, you go fishing, you know, maybe there's like a swimming pool. You go hiking through the woods or whatever it is you do. But the point is, there's no electronics. So, yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. I don't know. Thank you for your contribution upstairs. I don't know. I'm sure there's something behind the light deprivation that's supposed to add to something. I feel like that's just going to, for me, it's it's more of a trauma thing than anything. It's going to do more damage than good. But again, I, I for me, and I know this isn't why Rogers is doing it. For me, it would be a challenge. It's 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 a stupid manhood thing. Like this is going to damage you for life. But I bet you're too much of a sissy to do it. Like, dude, I'll do it right now. Yeah, I'll freaking do it. I don't care. That's 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 what it comes down to for me. But I'm sure for him, there's some deep spiritual thing that's involved. I don't really know. It is, but. Um, he's his own person. He can do whatever he wants. I, I'm not going to put my negative feelings towards him, uh, you know, say what he can and can't do. The only thing that I have a problem with more logically than anything is that he said it's supposed to simulate DMT. Why don't you just take DMT? Yeah. That was, as soon as you Um, said that, I was like, probably cheaper, easier, no travel required. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess, um, I guess the, the added bonus of getting away from screens and everything, but it seems a little weird that you want to simulate DMT. I'm also pretty sure you can get one of those sensory deprivation tanks. You could probably buy his own sensory deprivation yeah. tank and then just like do it at his house, but I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's his life. He can do whatever he wants. And, um, I'm just expecting an answer when he comes out. Um, and kind if he doesn't have at. an answer when he comes out, just be ready for uh, Twitter and the entire internet to uh, burn the world down because we're all going to be pretty pissed off. Go yeah, and that's what I was saying. He, he, we're all going to be expecting that next Tuesday, you know, following, not following the Super Bowl. That's the week he does his thing. We all think. I don't know. Um, and then the next week we're all going to be expecting an answer and we're probably not going to get one, but... 
Um, yeah, I, I think the the point is that that's like a side bonus. You know what I mean? Not like I'm going to do this because I'm going to, you know, get high. Because, yeah, you could just freaking do shrooms or something if you want to get high. But, um, yeah, he's, he seems to really like hallucinations, and I think that's just a perk. I don't know. I, I really don't. I'm uh, He's got some people telling him some stuff, and I'm sure most of it is not true. But, I mean, whatever, man. You know, I mean, as far as guys with too much money doing stupid stuff i can think of a lot of dumb things and if if his thing is to just do weird stuff you know i mean to be fair he's going to be retired for a long time even if he he could play another five years and he's got a long retirement to figure out what the heck to do and there's only so much golf and so many beaches you can lay on i mean i'd like to put that to the test i don't know i feel like i could lay on a lot of beaches but um you know, I mean, you, you end up, especially with as much money as he has, you, you got to assume there's a lot of bad decisions that are going to be made. And if he's like, no, man, I'm not really hurting anybody. I'm not really doing anything wrong. I just uh, like to be alone and sit in dark rooms and not bug anybody and kind of cheap and frugal and, I don't know, occasionally do some drugs, sometimes stare at walls and in the dark. I Okay, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. As much stupid stuff as people, as much stupid stuff as I do, I can't even figure out why I do what I do. You know, you ever think about that? Why do I do that? You know, it's going to be bad for you. It's like, yeah, but I just feel like doing it. It's like, okay, well, whatever. Then I guess do it. We don't make sense, I don't think, as as people very much. So again, I, and he may have even explained it on Pat McAfee, and I just don't exactly recall how that all panned out. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I I think generally most of us would agree that it sounds stupid. And and again, for me, it's just, I would maybe try it as a challenge. I think 24 hours would be enough of a challenge. Aside from that, as far as medical benefits or even having a, a lucid mind, I mean, if you think about it, that's what people say about solitary confinement. After a while, you start to go crazy. You know, you get locked up in a room 23 hours and they have light 23 hours and, and you start to actually go insane. Now it takes time. I don't think it's after like a a couple days, but, um, you know, as far as I want to be in the right state of mind to make the right decision, I don't know if driving yourself crazy is the best way to do that, but whatever, like you said, just give me an answer, dude. That's all I know. Hey, Ryan, Daniel from California. Hey. Hey, so I was listening to your Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love, uh, draft freak out, uh, videos from, uh, the fans when those guys got drafted. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of, I believe it was 2007, when everybody thought we were going to get Marshawn Lynch and pick before us. Marshawn Lynch goes, and we get Justin Harrell. <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen this video, but go look on the Internet. There's this giant freakout about us drafting Justin Harrell. It just reminded me of that. Also, Jordan Love, I think he's going to be good. I messaged you a bunch over the years, especially after that Chiefs game. Like, he had the right stuff where he's making the right read. It was just bad schemes for a young quarterback to be in against uh, blitzes. And when he came in against the Eagles, we saw, you know, those things that I was talking about, making the right read, right? Because it's, it's, the hard part is making the right read Right, it's just you need to be in the right place, and that just comes with time. So, hopefully, you know we get a chance to see him this year. I don't know what's going to go on with Rodgers and all this stuff, but I just think uh, Jordan Love, he's got a good chance to be something. He's kind of got like a to me. I think he's got like a poor man's Kirk Cousins floor, just with you know the way you know the way he throws the ball, his reads. Like I think he can be. A, a decent starter in the NFL. So we'll see what happens. Go Pack Go. I think I'm in a similar spot with Jordan Love that I am with Aaron Rodgers, where it's like, I just want a freaking answer. We've been dragging this thing out so long. You know, with Aaron Rodgers, like, dude, just tell me what you're doing. I just want I, 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 I just want to know the answer so we can move on with our lives, please. And with Jordan Love, it's the same thing. Like, I, I dude... I'm excited about Love. I really, I'm, I'm excited to watch him. I'm always excited in the preseason. I'm excited when he comes out in games. I'm always excited, but I just want an answer. Like, just let's just play him. If he's trash, then fine. I don't care. Then we can figure out. Then, then we at least. I just want to know where we're at. You know, I don't know. That's that's the biggest thing that sucks about being a Packer fan the last several years, 
is you know Rodgers is leaving soon, and you don't know what your future is. And I don't like that. I hate that feeling because I don't know if Rodgers is going to stay, and I don't know if Jordan Love is good at football. So I never know if we have a good future or a crap future. You know, a lot of teams, they at least know where they're at. All these teams that are potentially going to be reaching out for Aaron Rodgers. You know why? Because they know they suck at quarterback. Even the Bears, even though there's disagreement, at least they know what the guy is. They know what's needed of him, right? Okay, I like him, but he clearly needs to work on the throwing stuff. And even I even saw an interview with him where he basically said the same thing. Like, I got to work on that whole throwing thing. Um, but at least you know the situation. I don't know the situation. I just want to know. I just want to figure it out. I want to see. And if you watch him in five, six, seven weeks in, the guy's got four touchdowns and seven interceptions and a, you know, 49% completion percentage. It's like, all right, dude, well, this is, this is hot garbage. And, um, Hey, 2024 quarterback class. Here we go, baby. Right. I mean, it is what it is, man. I'm excited to watch him, but just give me a freaking answer already. And that's, that, I think that's part of my frustration with Aaron Rodgers coming back. It's just prolonging it. And it's like, oh my good Lord. All right. So now we got another year of not knowing the future, of not knowing like, is Rodgers going to come back? Not knowing if Jordan Love is going to be here, not knowing if Jordan Love is going to be any good, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, it's a 365 day delay. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just, I, I just, I'm ready to just know what the future holds. Um, you know, we're just delaying. We're delaying, 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 delaying. And if he comes back, it's one more year of delaying. And it's like, come on, man. I just want to know what the heck is going on, you know. But we'll get there when we get there, I guess. Hey, Ryan. Got a catch up. Uh, been working double shifts lately, so no time to... Uh take a break and call in. Uh, I just wanted to respond to a couple of, of topics from past uh, Packernet After Dark episodes. And uh, one, uh, referring to the Chiefs' war chant. Uh, I know you addressed it and everything. Uh, coming from my perspective, my son goes to University of Illinois. And uh, I used to go up there to watch games when I was a kid. And their uh, mascot was Chief Illiniwek. And this guy rode in full headdress as a chief on a horse onto the field, galloping around and throwing a spear into the ground. Nice. I mean, I can't tell you how electrifying the stadium was when this guy rode out on the horse or when the basketball games he'd do this war dance out on center court and how electrifying the, the crowd would get into this. It was something that was honoring that heritage of the state of Illinois. Right. Illinois is named after, uh, uh, you know, the Indians. So I, it just it just blows my mind. It's like, okay, are we going to change the state of Illinois to something else? It, it just it never ends. It never, never ends. So I think we're just starting to get a little bit too freaking sensitive here. I mean, what it's going to come down to is uh, – People who are wearing cheese heads at uh, Packer games, is that going to offend people who are lactose intolerant? <laughs> Freaking out because... You know, it's funny because that's obviously a joke, but I I honestly would not be surprised if that was a thing. I mean, honestly, it's... it's Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going on my diatribe. I've said what I had to say. I don't want this to be a whole thing where this is all we talk about, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing. I'll be completely honest. One else in front of them is wearing a head of cheese. I mean, that's where we're heading. I sure hope not, but it sure does feel like that. I mean, get a break, people. Get a break. I'm out. Have a good one, Ryan. Like I said, I've spoken my piece on that, so I hear you, Garrett. I get it. And and by the way, that does sound freaking awesome. Like, I'm picturing this dude coming out with a freaking spear. Are you serious? That's awesome. That sounds amazing. All right, Ryan. I'm going to I'm gonna help you here or try to give you some... So here's my deal. Thank you. Uh, probably not since the New England uh, Seattle game have I not wanted both teams to lose as much as this. Yeah. Year. I really can't stand the Chiefs. I don't like. I don't. I don't hate them, but I can't stand them. That's, I don't know if that makes sense. It does. That's where and I'm. They're at. AFC, and I'm an NFC guy. So there's that alone. 
Right. The Eagles, you know, they're not one of the NFC teams I hate, even though the fourth and twenty-sixth or whatever back in the day. But uh, here's my thing: if Patrick Mahomes wins another Super Bowl, it will be just unre—it'll be unbearable how the announcers and media will fawn over him. Yep. They show a video of him tying his shoe, and what's his face? Some announcer be like, "Man, that's the best." I mean, there was just everything he, everything he does already is the best thing you've ever seen. When, you know, if you've watched football as long as I have, and these announcers have, I don't get it. I mean, every throw you see up is just amazing. It's been done before. So, yeah, it's cool that someone did it again, but, and yes, it takes a lot of, you know, physical ability and stuff, but no, he's not the only guy that throws across his body in the other direction and makes touchdowns. Brett Favre's doing that. So if he wins another Super Bowl, it will be unbearable how much the media will just anoint Pat Mahomes as the next Jesus Christ slash Tom Brady of football, and I can't have that. Uh, if the Eagles win, Jalen Hurts isn't, you know, anointed yet. Um, I mean, he'll get consideration. Hey, there's another new up and young, you know, up and coming young QB. But it won't it won't be to the massively annoying amount that it is already with Mahomes. Yeah. And with all these young, you know, quote unquote awesome QBs in the in the AFC coming up, I kind of want an NFC to gotta yeah. pop their bubble. That's what I'm saying. And say, yeah, we got some talent over here too. Because like I said, I'm Packer fan. I'm an NFC guy. If you're an NFC guy, you can't be rooting for the AFC. But anyways, that's me. I don't hate Mahomes. I actually like watching him play. I just hate it when people talk about him. Right. Because it's and annoying and drives me insane. I get it. For years, we've been the recipient of that. You know, John Madden loved Brett Favre more than his own family. People have been saying how good Aaron Rodgers' on town is forever, and I get how other teams hate to hear about it. I get it. Um, it's a little acceptable when it's your own quarterback, though, so that's all I can say about that. So I got a roof for the, the Eagles, or as I call them, the Beagles. And, uh, and then after Pat Mahomes doesn't win another Super Bowl, he'll be like Aaron Rodgers where he can't win the big one. So, hey, there you go. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, Nico, I think you and I are exactly seeing eye to eye on this situation. Um, there is a very petty part of me that wants the Chiefs to lose just to be like, oh, wow, looks like uh, another team can't quite get it done. Looks like they suck like the Packers, and looks like Pat Mahomes is is uh, you know just a, a regular season guy like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I know he got there, and that's going to be the argument. Give me a freaking break. Give me a break. You're going to tell me that Rodgers is a bum because he can get to the NFC Championship game, but Pat Mahomes is the GOAT because he can get one game farther and then lose? That's the dumbest crap I've ever heard. So that ain't going to fly. If this dude doesn't win, he's gone to the playoffs, what, five years in a row with one Super Bowl. Five years in a row, best team in football for five years, and you came away with one Super Bowl? Are we suddenly saying that's acceptable? Right, And you're right, I don't want to hear it. I don't want Mahomes to be definitively better than Rodgers, like easily, even though that's probably going to be the, the case no matter what, but it's just annoying. I don't like that it, it furthers Bears fans' arguments of, oh, see, this is, what you, this is what you're supposed to get when you have an MVP quarterback. See, you're supposed to win two, three, four, five Super Bowls, not just one like you got with Favre and Rodgers, one apiece. If the Chiefs had 30 years of MVP core, they'd had five Super Bowls. Blah, blah, freaking blah. The Chiefs, even before uh, Pat Mahomes, have been to the last eight playoffs. Eight in a row. Nine of the last ten. Nine of the last ten playoffs they've been in. They got one Super Bowl. Between Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes, they missed the soup, they missed the playoff once. And yeah, I, I, I'm with you on the NFC thing. That makes sense. I don't really dislike the NFC. I think we should be rooting for Jalen Hurts to some extent because, again, it, I think it furthers our cause with Jordan Love to prove that you don't need a Pat Mahomes. We're rooting for the little guy. We're rooting for an NFL where you don't need a Pat Mahomes. You can do it with Jalen Hurts, and I don't mean to, to disparage Jalen. He's a good quarterback, but he's not Mahomes. And I don't think Jordan is necessarily Mahomes. If anything, Jordan's probably more of a Jalen Hurts. That's what we want. We want that NFL moving forward. And yeah, I'll take the NFC over the AFC. And no, I don't like the fans. But whatever. It is what it is. So I think you guys have swayed me. Um, we're going to stop there. We do have a few more calls, uh, but that's good. We'll get to those tomorrow. You guys have a good night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you.